I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome to Play Me, your ticket to some of the hottest shows by award-winning playwrights. We're back with a brand new season of plays that we're excited to share with you. Hey, Laura, Happy New Year. It feels really great to be back here on the podcast with a whole new season of shows freshly recorded to share with our listeners. Hey, Chris, Happy New Year to you, too. Yes, it feels like it's been a really long time since we've been here, and I'm really excited about the great lineup of plays that we have featured this year. And while we're finally back on the podcast, we've been very busy on the radio, presenting plays on CBC Radio 1 and on Sirius XM. If you haven't had a chance to check us out there yet, we're on every Sunday at 9 p.m. and on Wednesdays at 11 p.m. Tell all your friends. I just have to take a moment to say that this is so exciting for Chris and I to be able to carry on the tradition of creating audio drama on CBC Radio. Yes, because we actually got our start at the CBC Radio department years ago when we wrote a play for CBC and got to experience firsthand the magic of creating theatre for the mind. We didn't know then that we would get to carry on this tradition on CBC Radio by translating plays for the year. And speaking of plays, Laura, are you ready to announce our new season? Let's do it. This season, we are thrilled to present... Control Damage, the illuminating exploration of the life of civil rights icon Viola Desmond by Andrea Scott. Buffoon, the award-winning play about a circus performer who turns his misfortune into jokes, by Anasha Rani. Selfie, the Governor General's shortlisted play about three teens and a long-awaited encounter that goes wrong, by Christine Quintana. Sexy Laundry, the hit show about a couple trying to jumpstart a 25-year marriage, by Michelle Rimmel. And the play we're presenting now, the poignant and funny... New Magic Valley Fun Town by celebrated playwright and performer, the one and only Daniel McIver. Dougie lives alone in a mobile home in Cape Breton and is both excited and nervous to see his high school friend Alan after a 30-year absence. Together with his estranged wife Cheryl and their adult daughter Sandy, their reunion is a boisterous night of drinking, dancing, and reminiscing until they're forced to confront who and what they really are. A note to our listeners, this play is full of comedic moments, but it also touches on some sensitive subjects, such as the after-effects of past trauma. This is part one of New Magic Valley Funtown by Daniel McIver.
Okay, beer safe. Wine safe. Booze is safe. Oh, put down the chips. Put down the coffee. Oh, ah, no! Oh, no goddamn paper towels. Goddamn, goddamn, goddamn. Oh, where's my coffee? No! Bastards! 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 No, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. This is a good day. This is the day I've been waiting for. Doug, you're okay. This is a good day for you. Good night. Everything's going to be okay. Better than that. Better than ever. Better than was. Clean yourself up now, doggy. Put on some music. Clean yourself up. It's a good thing you never fixed that screen. I wouldn't be able to break in. Dougie? Are you having your sponge bath? Are you having your sponge bath? Dougie! What was the door lock? What in God's green? For the love of... Dougie! What's this mess in the sink? Dougie! Jesus, Cheryl, you scared the shit out of me. What's this mess of broken wine bottle doing in the sink? There weren't any paper towels. I walked through it. That's why I had the door locked so you wouldn't traipse it everywhere. Well, that's gonna be sticky as sin. There weren't any paper towels. Who are you buying wine for? I'll clean it up. Sandy's not drinking. I can't imagine Sharky drinks wine. All he ever drank was beer and rum from what I remember. Don't be buying wine for Sandy. She might not even come tonight. Sandy's coming. I don't know. She's in a mood. Quiet and mean. The meanest mean, the quiet kind. The only thing she said to me all afternoon is, why do you even bother dyeing your hair anymore? Not this one. This one? No. Uh, This one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, oh, shit. Buddy Walsh asked how you were doing. Him and Claire were up at Tim's. Tim's at Grand Lake, not at the mall. I think they must be living out the cottage full time now. What were you doing out in Grand Lake? I was taking Brenda for her coffee. She likes the Grand Lake Tim's better. She says they put nutmeg in the mall Tim's coffee because nutmeg is addictive. Did you ever hear of that? Ridiculous. Well, Tim's are all the same to me. Tea is tea. Except that steep tea. I tried their steep tea, but I'd rather just put milk in with the bag. That steep tea tastes like something you'd make camping. Are you done your sponge bath? Yes, Cheryl. Could you please not call it a sponge bath? What do you want me to call it? Just call it a bath. Okay. 
Are you doing up your dressing? Do you need a hand? Are you doing up your dressing? Yes. Do you need a hand? No, Cheryl. Buddy Walsh asked after you. He's always so nice. I haven't had a mayor like Buddy Walsh around here in a while. Working for the people, not just doing favors for his friends. He was good to us in the office. And you too, all the boys in the yard. All the staff. He knew all of our names. This new mayor, though, what a rig. God, nothing but a politician. No humanity. Who cares? Certainly not our best and brightest call to that line of work anymore. Think back to when we were kids, the Kennedys and all that in those days. It was regal or higher than regular life. What are you talking about the Kennedys for? Camelot and Jackie O. Kennedys are no saints. Oh, they were heroic. Buddy Walsh was too. He saved those kids from that forest fire. Imagine this rig running into a forest fire. Brenda says he's building a house out on the point for the girlfriend and nobody's batting an eye. Not even his wife. I feel so bad for her. That's what happens when you marry a politician. Getting away with murder now, all of them. Or I don't know. Maybe they always did, but we didn't know. Now we know. I think I'd rather not know to tell you the truth. Cheryl. Well, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. What? A new bathrobe. Who are you buying wine for? Does it smell like smoke in here? Yes. Jesus, I heard the place out for two days. Well, Fifteen years takes longer than two days to get rid of. What am I going to do? Maybe Charky still smokes. Oh, my God, Cheryl. Charky wouldn't still smoke. He might. He's a runner. Oh, he's not a runner. Did you not see his Facebook? There were pictures of him in a race. That doesn't mean anything. Facebook's all lies. Charky's not a liar. Well, who knows what he is? You haven't seen him in 35 years. No, he was here summer that time. Oh, God, 30 years then. Cheryl, we've known each other since we were this high. I know. I knew him, too. You know him to be a liar? Because I never did. No. So? All right. Still doesn't mean he's a runner. Cheryl, let it go. What did you say when Buddy Walsh asked how I was doing? I told him you were doing good. Yeah, and how many stitches I had and which prescriptions I'm on and the astrological sign in my oncologist. I don't talk about you like that. Oh, you talk about me like that? You talk about me like that to Brenda, I heard you. I can talk to my sister like that. I can talk to family like that. She's not my family. Oh, for God's sake. What happened here with the mess? Nothing. Did you get mad and do that on purpose? God, Cheryl, no. I asked you to pick up paper towels. And I did. Two days ago. I got them. They're here. It's clean. I'm just saying I needed them before. They're here now. If you don't want to do something, just tell me you don't want to do I it. I did not want to do it. I didn't get the chance till now. I would have done it myself, but you said you were doing it. I did it. It's done. It's all cleaned up. You're welcome. I just want things to be nice. That's all. Show me your back. Show me your dressing. Open your robe. God. Oh, is it... Uh, is it stuck down all the way in the back? Oh, you did good. I'm not going back to that Petri dish hospital for another goddamn infection. You put some weight on. Oh, thank you very much, Cheryl. That's good. Oh, look out the window. Goddamn kids. Get off the lawn! Oh, Dougie, don't! For God's sake, Dougie! Cheryl, what are you doing with my coke? Here, fellas. Don't mind the old grouch. Have some pop. Have some pop? Have some pop? Are you out of your mind altogether, Dougie? Don't go making enemies of teenagers. They're always out there smoking pot. It's just vaping. What do you think they're vaping, bubblegum? Maybe. 
That's not even your property. I mow it. Well, there they go, happy as clams with their pop. Well, well. Well, well what? I'm just here looking in the cupboard, Cheryl. Looking at what? The way I leave my pills lined up, and they're not lined up like I left them. Were you snooping, Cheryl? No. Don't snoop, Cheryl. Are you taking your pain pills? Not at the moment. Have you been taking them? You tell me you're the snoop. They help the healing. I do not like how they make me feel. But... Leave it. Was the mall busy? Saturday's crazy up there. Oh, good. You put the macaroni and cheese in the fridge already, did you? Oh, God. Oh, dear. You didn't forget Shit. it. Shit. Did it slip your mind? Yes, I'm sorry. I knew you'd forget it. I'll go back. Sandy's bringing it. You knew I forgot it? I know you well, Cheryl. Sandy told you she's bringing it? Yeah. So you knew I forgot it? Yeah. But you asked me where it was anyway. I knew you'd forget it. So that's just pretty much just straight out lying. You know that, right? What's lying? No, and I forgot it and asking me if I did. That's not lying. What is it then? Proving a point. And what's your point? How well I know you, Cheryl. Oh, Dougie, you'd be surprised. There are worlds inside me you could never imagine. Is that so? Oh, you never know what I might do next. This weekend, I'm going antique hunting with Brenda. Antique hunting? Well, well, look at you. Next thing you'll be going on a cruise. Oh, God, a cruise. No, thank you. A floating septic tank. <laughs> floating septic tank. That's about the size of it. Oh, there's Sandy now. Who are you buying wine for? Why are you asking me that? Sandy's not drinking. That's not what she told me. She can't drink on that new medication. As far as I know, she stopped taking the medication. No, when? Last week, baby. Last week? Oh, God, I don't know. Ask her yourself. Oh, she's a sneaky one, she is. The only problem you two have is you're too much alike. Oh, who's alike? What? Go get dressed. Don't get dressed. We'll be right back. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I'm, I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. What are you doing? Clear the way. What are you doing? He's getting changed. Where are you going with the beer? One sec. Where'd you go with that? Oh my God, your father doesn't need all this beer. I put it in the trunk of my car. If it turns out it's needed, fine, it's there. My bet is he won't even notice it's gone. I don't know if Charky even drinks anymore. Apparently he's a runner. Take off your shoes. They're slippers. They've been outside. Take them off. On the mat. Neatly. What happened with the stuff in the sink? Who knows? Did he do it on purpose? No. Did you make him mad? 
No, Sandy. He's fine tonight, and let's keep it that way. Me, let's keep it that way? What, did I say you? I didn't say you. Good then. How's that new medication working out for you? Good. Good. Really good. Good. I think I figured out what's wrong with me. What, you mean today or generally? What's wrong with me today? What's wrong with you today? What did I do today? Well, you didn't speak to me but to insult me. How did I insult you? Why would you ask me why do I even bother dyeing my hair? Like I'm that old, what difference would it make? I didn't say why do you even bother. Oh, you did. Well, why do you? This is my natural hair color. No, your natural hair color is gray. This is the color I was born with. And now you're nearly 60. Oh my god! Your skin tone's changed. Your hair's too dark for your skin tone now. My skin tone hasn't changed. I've been using the same foundation for 30 years. I think you'd look beautiful with gray hair. Oh, beautiful, right. Grandma looked beautiful with gray hair. Grandma was an old lady at 40, for God's sake. Are you going to get off your phone and help me with this? That old actor from that detective show died. I know, I saw that this morning. Your father used to like him. Besides that, just the usual. The world on fire. So what's wrong with you then, that you figured out? I don't know. You don't know? I just... I need a break. A break? You're wearing pajamas. You're wearing slippers outside the house and you need a break? I understand that none of this is real for you. None of what? This whole thing, this... These swings, this depression, this mania, however they codify it. This thing that has been really going on longer than you know. Forever, really, as a surging and ebbing, continuous kind of thing. Forever? Since... God... 14? You felt this way since you were 14? Maybe earlier. And it's not like I didn't want to talk to you about it, but what could you do? And then everything happened with Dad, and you had enough on your plate, and also I know how you deal with this stuff. You go to church. How I deal with it? And I'm not judging that, okay? It works for you, so great. But as you know, my way is not the way of the cross. So I dealt with it as I dealt with it. I lived with, you know, I lived with it. And then there was the first psychiatrist, and that's when the diagnosis had come, which I refuted. And the first pills, which I refused. But one can only fight until one can't fight anymore. And mostly because I was working on my thesis, this, this depression, this mania, this surging and ebbing was actually kind of working for me. It was working for you? Yeah, for my thesis. Your thesis that you took the break from? Exactly. But the thesis was the real first psychiatrist, in a way. The thesis was a psychiatrist? In a way. Did you see a lot of psychiatrists? No. They were mostly therapists. Just the first psychiatrist and one other. And he was creepy. How was he creepy? He got creepy. I shouldn't have gone for beers with him. You went- I don't want to get into all that. What I'm trying to tell you is- You stopped taking the medication. What? No. What? I mean, yes, but no, what I'm saying it. Did Dad tell you that? Fine, yes, okay. But no- it sounds like you're talking in circles to me. I just need a break. 
So that's what's wrong with you. I thought you were on a break. You need a break from your break. Does that mean you're going to get a job? You want me to get a job? What kind of job would you like me to get, Mom? No, I just... If all that is real, and I'm not saying that it's not, but if all that is real, then why would you stop taking the pills? I need a break. You need a drink. Maybe. Maybe we all need a drink. So you've been off the pills for a week? Two. Well, you don't seem that different to me. Before the pills... On the pills, off the pills, when you were depressed, when you were anxious, when you were surging, when you were ebbing. You've always been moody. You're meaner, maybe. Meaner? Yeah, you're meaner than you used to be. I thought that was maybe too much university. Oh, don't start that. I think you need to go to church. Oh, my God. That's right. What's right? Oh, you're God. Oh, my God. You know, your father says that you and I are a lot alike. I don't see it. No, I don't see that. No. Hey, Dad. How you doing, darling? Oh, Dougie, you're not wearing that toupee again. What? Yes, I am. You look great, Dad. What's Charky going to think of all that hair? Charky hasn't seen me in 30 years, Cheryl. He's going to expect me to look like this. He's seen pictures, surely. I've always got my hat on on Facebook. It's not necessary, Dougie. I think you look really great, Dad. He looks really great. Yes. I look like an old hag with my hair too dyed and my terrible complexion, but he looks really great. Be nice, Mom. Yeah, be nice, Cheryl. Well, me be nice. Yes. yes. What time does Charky get in at? Between 7 and 7.30. That's when he lands or that's when he gets here? Gets here. Did you get that new mattress set up? Yes. Did it all fit in that tiny room? Yes. Did you get it made up all right? Yes, let it be, Cheryl. I'm just taking a look. She's driving me nuts. Oh, it looks really nice. She'll be going to Mass soon. Oh, this bed is so comfortable. That actor died from that detective show. Yeah, I saw that before. Your mother liked him. What's all this? What's all what? All this in the closet. Why are you in the closet for, Cheryl? What's all this fireworks for? For fireworks. What for? For tonight. Celebrate the reunion. Fireworks? We used to set up fireworks when we were kids. No, we didn't. Charky and me did. No, you didn't. Don't be telling me what we did and didn't do. I knew Charky long before I knew you, Cheryl, and also, you don't have to be snooping. Please. Is Charky's sister still living here? It's unlikely he'd be staying with me if Pallister lived here. Well, not necessarily. Why not necessarily? Well, I wouldn't stay with my sister if I had a chance to stay somewhere else. Yeah, well, Charky's not you. Lucky for Charky. Ha! <laughs> oh, yeah, me be nice. Lucky for Charky. <laughs> Speaking of the pier, apparently the mayor brought some developer in from Ontario who bought up a bunch of land down there. Oh, my God, Cheryl, who cares? And all this paperwork's apparently going through with nobody even seeing it. Who cares besides you and Buddy Walsh? Who was talking about the pier? His people aren't even originally from here. That's the problem. Who? Where are they from? That rig, the mayor. New Brunswick. That figures. What made you think of the pier? Charky's sister. What's his real name? Alan. Why do you call him Charky? Everybody calls him Charky. But why? Have you not been on his Facebook? Go on his Facebook. Give me your phone. You met him. 
She was five. No, I know. You don't remember meeting him, do you? No. There he is. Look at his Facebook. Wait, what? Why? Why what? Charky? Charky. Chark. Charcoal. Because he's black? Charcoal? Is that why? Yes, why else? You can't. I thought it was because you were Sparky. You can't? Sparky and Charky. They were always together. No, he was Charky before I was Sparky. You can't call him Charky. Everybody called him Charky. His family called him Charky. He's Charky in the yearbook. No, you can't. Everybody had nicknamed. They called me Sparky. Yeah, but they didn't call you Pinky. Pinky? Or Whitey. Oh, why do you got to get like that for? He called himself Charky, Sandy. Why do you got to turn it into that? Well, he calls himself Alan on Facebook, Mom. It was long ago. It was kids. It was what you did. That that kid who used to bang his head on things. He had to wear a helmet. Jordy Gillis. Jordy Gillis. They called him Smash because of the helmet. Bobby Crocker. He used to be really big. He was. So Tubbs, they called him. They called me Sparky because he couldn't sit still. That's just how it was. It was what you saw. It, was about, it wasn't about making anybody feel bad. He called himself Charky. Okay, Dad. Why? is everything all about making people feel bad now. That's the internet. That's what that is. The whole point of the internet is to make people feel bad. The other day, somebody on there putting up this terrible story about these kids over in somewhere working in this factory. Terrible, terrible story of bad conditions and awful treatment of these kids and everything. And people all commenting on it like, oh, that's so horrible. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. It's horrible. No thanks for sharing. No thanks for sharing that. But that's how people find out about these things. Why do I need to be finding out about these things? Go tell the police. Go tell the politicians. Why am I supposed to do? Go over there and save them? I got enough to do here just trying to save myself. Way to go, Sandy. It's okay, Dad. I know it's okay. I know. It's all right, Dougie. I know. It's quarter to five now. I'm going to Mass. Who's coming with me? Huh. Yeah, no. Father Cameron is going to be there. It's his birthday coming up. It'd be nice if there was a crowd. I got all this to do here. Sandy? No. Uh, just flat out no. Yes. No. Oh, for God's sake, Sandy. He's 85 years old next week. Next year, tell him not to have his birthday party in church and I might show up for 86. Huh. Yeah, right. Me be nice. Your Aunt Brenda's coming. You don't want to see your aunt? I saw her this morning and again after lunch. That's enough Brenda for a month. <laughs> oh, yes. You're the nice ones. I'll be back. Once I had a dream that made me sad. How so many people can be bad. That was part one of New Magic Valley Fun Town by Daniel McIver. Parts two and three are available now on Play Me on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. New Magic Valley Fun Town was written by Daniel McIver. It featured Caroline Gillis as Cheryl, Stephanie McDonald as Sandy, Andrew Moody as Alan, and Daniel McIver as Dougie. It was directed by Richard Rose. The world premiere was presented by Toronto's Tarragon Theatre in co-production with Winnipeg's Prairie Theatre Exchange in 2019. This episode's sound design, edit, and mix are by Chris Tolley. Thanks for listening. Stay well. 
We'd love to know what you think about Play Me. You can email us at playme at cbc.ca. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Expect Theatre or Instagram at Play Me Podcast. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley in partnership with CBC Podcasts. A special thanks to our CBC producers, Sarah Clayton, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer. The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is RF Norani. Our senior director is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is an Expect Theatre production. For more information about our plays, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.